Hello and welcome to the Irwin Mitchell podcast. We're here to keep you up to date with legal and financial news that matters to you. My name is Zara Pagani and I'll be in the hot seat today. And we're going to be talking about the new mediation support service being launched by the Irwin Mitchell family team. We're delighted to welcome Claire Colbert onto the podcast. Claire is the co-founder of Family Mediation and Mentoring, a bespoke family mediation service. And Claire is a trained and practicing family mediator herself. We're also joined by Nicola Walker, who, like me, is a family lawyer at Irwin Mitchell and leads the team of excellence within the family team that deals with all manner of alternative dispute resolution. Together, we're going to have an in-depth discussion on all things surrounding mediation with a focus on the new mediation support service and how mediation can be a very effective way to resolve your family dispute. Thank you to everyone for joining me today. Nicola, I really, really want to start with you. It would be great if you could tell everyone about this really exciting new mediation support service that we're about to launch. Well, thank you, Zara, for that introduction. And and hello to Claire as well. It's lovely to have you here. The mediation support service is probably best explained by, first of all, explaining what mediation is so that you can understand why you might need some support. Claire's probably better place to explain mediation. But from my point of view, mediation is essentially where parties who have that who have separated and have issues to resolve, instead of taking a more traditional approach, will go to mediation, go to a mediator, the two of them, um, and try and resolve their differences between them. So the mediator will facilitate them arriving at a settlement between them. And it's different from the traditional approach where perhaps people will go and see a lawyer and the lawyer, each lawyer will argue each party's side. You go to mediation on your own, and the mediator helps you facilitate the resolution of the issues between you. So our mediation support service is there to provide something different and something extra. It's there to provide support and help in the background. So the way that it works is that you contact Owen Mitchell and you are offered 30 minutes uh, free consultation to discuss the mediation support service and whether it's suitable or would help you. And in those 30 minutes, you can talk about what mediation is, uh, what support we might be able to offer, what you might need from that service. And then if you go ahead with your mediation, we you can engage us to be in the background and to support you through that process. And so you engage us then as your lawyer to provide background support whilst you go through the mediation process. Short, short description of what it's all about. That's fantastic, Nicola. I think really helpful and gives it some clarity. Claire, fantastic to have you here today. Now, you and I have discussed this new mediation support service before. And as a mediator yourself, what do you think about this offering and who do you think it will benefit and why? Thank you, Zara. It's great to to see you both and talk to you both about this. And mediation, as you both know, is something I'm very passionate about and what I do all of the time now. Mediation is there, just as Nicola explained, to offer a way to facilitate solutions and help couples who are divorcing or separating to deal with either financial issues or arrangements for their children or any other kind of family law dispute and coming together to meet with me or another mediator can feel quite intimidating and quite difficult because as a mediator I'm acting as an impartial facilitator I'm not giving legal advice I'm not telling them what's right or wrong I'm not being a judge or an arbitrator 
And so that does mean that I am asking them to come to the, the mediation to talk about it quite openly and freely. And that needs some confidence and that needs some surety and reassurance for them. And that the support service that you're offering really does give that because it will set them up to start the mediation off in the best footing. They can have the legal advice in the background through all of the mediation process. And having that there again gives them the confidence that what we're talking about in mediation, they can check with you afterwards. They can see if it's in line with what you might be suggesting is within the parameters of what a court might might do to make sure that the process is heading the right direction and make the very best of the process. Thank you, Claire. I mean, I think that's hugely helpful, particularly to our listeners. Nicola, so what type of cases do you think that we as family lawyers should be referring to mediation and why? I think that most of the issues that we we come up with in family law can be referred to mediation. There are some exceptions, but I think most cases. So I think issues relating to uh, the finances, sorting out the finances, Uh, particularly relating to the children, where both parties will want to do the best by their children. They're their children, their best place to go to a mediator and and, uh, work out what would be the best way of resolving any issues that they have. And I think wider perhaps than that, there are sometimes after divorce issues that need sorting out as well. And I suppose possibly even grandparents might sometimes need might be might be helped by the mediation process. So I don't think it's as limited as perhaps people think. But I think if you've got a dispute um, as a family arising out of separation, I think mediation is is a good a good place to go to try and resolve things. I couldn't agree more. I mean, at the end of the day, it's good to talk and it's a good starting point. If we can get the communication on the right footing, then the family is going to head in the right direction. So, no, I totally agree with that, Nicola. Claire, something maybe slightly controversial. I mean, I think some family lawyers are still really reticent about referring clients to mediation. Why do you think this is and what can we do to help break this down in the, in the legal community? I, cre- I completely agree. And it, it is a really difficult issue. Um for some lawyers and also for us to talk about. Um, I've been a lawyer for the last 20 years, only stopping recently to concentrate on mediation. So I've seen it in practice. I've seen how it happens. And I think part of the problem is as lawyers, we're trained to prepare for court. We're trained for the court process. And so our, our first place to go is always what does the law say and what would a judge do and what should we do in court? And actually what mediation is trying to do is to avoid all of that. So using the same law and the same guidance, but not asking a judge to get involved or go through that court process that we're really familiar with. There's also a little bit of understandable desire by a lawyer to do the very best they can for their client. And actually, when you send a client into mediation, you quite often lose that control because the client goes off and decides what they think is best. And for a lawyer, that can be quite hard because they want to get the best possible outcome they possibly, possibly can. And what, what might come out of mediation is something that isn't the best, best possible outcome, because actually it's got to be a good outcome for the other party as well, for the other spouse or the other parent. And so the other lawyer is going, well, actually, that's not their best, best, best outcome either. But actually, that probably means we've got a good solution, because if both people come out going well I think it works it's not the best I could get but it's also not the worst then chances are the mediation has done what it needed to. Oh that's thank you for that you know what you're saying to me therefore when we're talking about the process compromise is success that's Absolutely. what good can look like is compromise, um, which I think is a really important aspect and, of this. But, but I mean, that success could then actually be a success for the family. So exactly. success for coming up with a solution that's either child focused or very cost proportionate, because actually we might be legally right about a principle, but the costs of getting to that solution are going to be disproportionate to the end. And actually in mediation, if we can come up with that solution without spending those costs, 
everyone's better off. Um, and, uh, I agree ideal. with you. I absolutely agree with you. The other point I think is, is relevant is that it's more a workable solution. Mm. If two people have come to it rather than a judge order it, if two people have come to it, compromise on both sides, there's more chance of success. There's more chances going to work. So no, and I hear more that. chance if a, if a hiccup comes up that they'll they'll find a way around because they found a way around the first time together. Even if it was tricky and felt a bit awkward, was a bit overwhelming, was a bit difficult. They did come to that together. They heard what the other one said. They came to a solution that they thought was best for them or for their children, depending on what we're talking about. And so that hiccup in the road, that little dent, that new partner that's introduced, whatever it might be they know they can find a way to navigate that because they have before. Absolutely. Sounds good. And at Erwin Mitchell, we're very, very keen on looking at all of these alternative dispute resolution features. And hence, Nicola is leading this team of excellence internally for Erwin Mitchell, where we want to give clients options and choices and a different way forward because the courts are struggling under the pressure. You know, they did through COVID. They've done their very best, but there are issues. So staying away from the court process and, you know, giving empowering our clients is a is a really valuable thing. Nicola, let me come back to you. Let's dig a little deeper and talk more about the new mediation support service and how we're actually going to prepare clients for mediation. How are we going to stay in touch with them? And can can you tell me again why you think these things that we're going to do for the clients are going to be beneficial for them? Yes, sorry. I mean, I think that the idea of going to mediation can be very scary for clients because it's very emotionally charged. You know, sometimes they've recently separated. There are lots of issues um, to take on board. So the way that we're going to prepare them is obviously it's going to be bespoke to them. It will depend on their circumstances, what worries them, what issues they want to address. We'll give them practical advice about what actually happens, what the technical issues are if they're if they're going to use Zoom, if they're if they're going to a meeting. We talk to them about you know what what suits them best, what will make them feel comfortable. But then also we will we'll talk through with them what they're trying to achieve and give them ideas, thoughts, tips. You know, if there are issues they've never dealt with before, like in the finances, you know, what's a pension, if things like that, we can talk to them about what might be a way of approaching it so that they can go in there with with some knowledge about pensions, some knowledge about how to sort out the finances. But obviously, we don't want to detract from the fact that it's it's them going to mediation and they're going to arrive at a settlement that's going to be suitable for them and their family. But we want to give them the the knowledge and the reassurance and the and the ideas so that they can they can go forward and know that they can come back to us if they've got any further queries. So the idea is to prepare them really well, um, but also then be there for them when they've had a mediation session. If they think it went well, to talk through that. If they think it went badly or they don't understand it, the things they'd like to explore with us more, then we can talk to them about that. But it is bespoke to them because everybody's different and they want they want everybody wants something different from the process. So we will be there for them with our legal knowledge, with our experience, with all the um, information that we can give to them. We're there to provide them that. And I get lots of clients who say to me, oh, I, I can't go to mediation. It, it's too scary. You know, I, I can't do it on my own. I don't understand. I don't know how to negotiate. And I think with this service, we will empower them to be able to do that with some confidence. No, that's great, Nicola. And I think the other thing that that could be relevant to our listeners is some of the preparation is non-legal preparation. Mm. I mean, I know that some clients have asked 
what do I wear? You know, where, yeah. where do I go? What time of day should I do it? You know, just as you as we prepare for this podcast today about preparing ourselves in what room we're going to be in and how we're going to approach it, that non-legal preparation and sometimes giving them some statements to make, some putting some positive energy into the room. So I know that I've said to a client before when it's been really acrimonious, when anybody asks you a question, the first thing the mediator asks you before you say anything, just say out loud. Can I just say before I answer that question, I'm really glad that we're here. And I really hope that we can make some positive progress today. And I really want to try and sort things out. I, I, I'm here in good faith. And that the client turned around to me and said that changed the energy in the room. And they did come out, not with an agreement that day, but after a few sessions, they did reach a conclusion. So what do you think about that non-legal tactical approach to this, Nicola? I, I think that's something that you should explore with your clients. I mean, you should be explore why they're going to mediation and what they want to achieve. Are they going because they want to remain friends? They want to be good at parenting. They uh, they want to come to the workable agreement. So you need to find out what it is they want to achieve. And I think sometimes making them say that out loud or write it down is a good thing. You know, it, usually they will want to do the best. They will want to be fair. Most of our clients want to be fair to each other, want to be fair to their children. And so I think getting them to say what what the value is that, that they they are going to mediation with is a really important thing. Absolutely. And I like the fact that we, we're going to do it in a very bespoke way for them. I like yeah. that. Thank you, Nicola. Um, so, Claire, something that I know is a fairly hot topic and kind of new on the horizon that not many of our listeners will know about is hybrid mediation. Now, what, what does that mean? What does it look like? Yeah, so unfortunately, the name of it has confused lots of people because hybrid has <laughs> been talked about so much in COVID. Um, but actually, hybrid mediation is a way of trying to offer the mediation service for people that traditionally, just like Nicola was talking about, would feel overwhelmed, would feel it was too emotionally charged, would feel it was too complex, would feel too vulnerable. And what hybrid mediation does is offer the ability for the mediator to facilitate those conversations but with the benefit of each party having their lawyer there too. So, for example, it could be that a husband and wife are there to talk about the financial issues. One doesn't feel that they're very financially strong. They don't feel that they understand the finances very well, or there's a complexity with an inherited asset or a pension asset that they just don't feel able to mediate without some support. But having both lawyers there for both people means that the mediator can facilitate those discussions but have the lawyers there to give legal advice still on their own. So that advice is still confidential to each of them, but so that it's all there and it's all done normally in the course of a morning or an afternoon or if we needed a whole day. The other benefit is that at the end of that meeting, and it would normally be just one meeting, as I say, part of a day or a whole day, the lawyers are there to draft it up into a court order which most mediators wouldn't do because it, it starts to impact upon their impartiality. And if we start drafting orders, there's a risk that we might draft it more in one person's favour than the other. Having the lawyers there, I mean, the lawyers can draft up the order at the end of the day of what's been talked about in the plan and the agreement that then everybody can sign there and then and send off. So instead of having really protracted court proceedings or have a number of meetings over a number of months, you're talking about trying to ring fence everything off in one day, sort it out and get an, an order all signed off, ready to send into a judge for approval. So it's a really good way when we don't feel able to mediate on our own, when we do need that legal support from our lawyer or support because we don't feel that we would be in a, an equal position to speak freely. It's my job as mediator to make sure everybody's heard and to make sure everybody has a chance to be heard. But sometimes that's not quite enough and somebody needs a bit more help, either with complexities or with vulnerability issues. 
and and that's what hybrid offers. And I think, Claire, that's going to be so attractive to so many people, because if you can, and I know it won't be in all cases, but if you can round this off in a day, how incredible would that be for the family, for the individuals to move forward? So I can see huge benefits to it. But Nicola, can you actually see the lawyers at IM and in the wider community getting on board with hybrid mediation? I think certainly the lawyers at Owen Mitchell will get on board with this. I mean, I think we're always looking at what is the best option for our client. And that's why we are particularly keen on alternative dispute resolution. Um, I think I think it is a matter of adapting. Um, in some ways, it's a little bit like going to a round table meeting. But I think I, I think it's different. I, and I, I do think there's a difference that the clients will appreciate. So I think there's a huge place for hybrid mediation and I think particularly in financial matters where there are some complex issues that that clients may need a lot of support in but I think from a time-saving point of view the idea of doing it all in one day I think for many clients would be an amazing outcome to, to get things done so quickly so in the wider community I'm not sure about other lawyers but I think that times are changing I think the courts have been clogged up during Covid it's been a very difficult time I think people are looking at all different options now. I couldn't agree with you more Nicola I mean I think we're, we're really on board with this and we are reaching out to other lawyers and I think we're slowly but surely seeing other lawyers you've got to get on board with it I think the clients are going to demand it of us which is absolutely the right thing to do. So Claire if you could sum up the benefit of this new mediation support service that we're going to be offering for an individual going through a family issue, be it to do with money, divorce, their children, in one sentence, what would you say to me? One sentence, that's all you want me to do to sum <laughs> up, that's really hard. Um, but what I would probably say is that what you're doing is providing clients with support and confidence so that they can commence mediation on the right foot and then stay in that mediation process. It, it's offering that wraparound to give them what they need so that they can do what's the right thing for them and their families in a place that they feel is the right place to do it. That's fantastic, Claire. Thank you so much. Nicola, I want you to do exactly <laughs> the same thing, really, in one sentence. You know, it's our offering at Erwin Mitchell. It's a new mediation support service. Tell me what is what is the key benefit for this for the client? For me, I think the key benefit is that you don't have to do it alone. You can have all the background support and guidance that you need to make this a successful process. Thank you. And thank you both so much for joining me on this podcast today. I think that's given our listeners some really thought provoking issues here, something to consider, some options for them. And that's it for today. So thank you for listening to the Irwin Mitchell podcast. If you found it interesting, then join us for our next episode. Until then, stay safe.